In the United States alone, there are 34 places spread over 25 states that all share the name of Springfield. A name considered so common that the creator of The Simpsons used it to keep the location of the fictional town a mystery and a source of reoccurring jokes for decades. If I ask you to think about a Springfield, which one comes first? Perhaps the one you live in or some place close by? Maybe it is the one that Matt Groening decided to have the Simpsons family call home. If you're a lover of history or just paid enough attention in school, you might just recall that one of the United States' greatest presidents, Abraham Lincoln, called Springfield, Illinois his home. Growing up in Illinois, the land of Lincoln, I always knew about Springfield. The capital of the state and full of American history, this is where I packed up my family for a long weekend trip to continue our Lincoln sightseeing tour after going through Kentucky a few years back, visiting Lincoln's birthplace, childhood home, and Mary Todd's birthplace and home. Last year, we visited Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C., and this time we went to Springfield, which is home to the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum and Library, his law office, the only home the Lincolns ever owned, and the old state capitol building. We will have toured pretty much all of Lincoln's life now. Do you want to know something that Lincoln said that resonates deeply with me? He once said, if given the truth, the people can be depended upon to meet any national crisis. The great point is to bring them the real facts and beer. Lincoln understood what beer means to people, and the Springfield that Lincoln called home has its own beer scene. Between Lincoln sightseeing, my family and I stopped in Buzz Bomb Brewing Company, and they had quite the impression on us. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of Thirsty to Explore, I'll be talking with Josh Flanders, one of the co-owners of the brewery, about beer, arts, and what it means to be a part of Springfield. All right, well, thank you for joining me. Um, why don't we just start with a little introduction, so if you can introduce yourself and tell us what you do for BuzzBomb. Sure. I'm Josh Flanders. I'm one of the owners of BuzzBomb Brewing Co. Um, I describe myself as the, the C-suite. So I'm the CEO, the CIO, the CMO, and the CFO. So, I, Or in simpler terms, I handle the business stuff. Um, my partner, Bill, and I were home brewers. And uh, when we started, we had to split responsibilities. So I took the business side, he took the brewing side, and he's our head brewer. So I, I do love brewing and, and still do it whenever I can, which is not nearly as often as I would like. You told us a little bit about the, the brewery history, but uh, could you expand on that? Like uh, maybe the history of the building or how it all came to be? Sure. Yeah. So we're in a historic building in, in downtown Springfield. This building actually started out life as a savings and loan for women um, specifically. And it's been many things since then, including uh, a hair salon, I think a, a law office, uh, and most recently before us, another bar. Um, so we we kind of lucked into to getting this place. We knew we wanted to be in downtown Springfield. We thought that it was you know ready to be revitalized and that we could help. So we wanted to get involved. We wanted to locate down here, and we we went all in. We uh, we found this building. We got a good deal on it, so bought the building, um, which is nice. So we don't we're our own landlords, which is great. But uh, since then, we you know we had to to do all the work on it make room for a brewery because obviously it didn't have a place for a brew room in it but um everything that didn't need permitted we did ourselves and we worked extensively with the city and and various contractors to get everything the way we wanted so it was a, a labor of love 
something that we thought would take six months and actually took 14. <laughs> and you guys, I know, makes a lot of the tables and features, uh, at least downstairs, from what we I remember. We did, throughout the brewery, yes. So um, Bill and I both had uh, experience building furniture. So we built all our own furniture. Our partner, Benji, uh, does concrete. So we have some concrete tables. Uh, and the bar on the second floor is a solid concrete bar that was poured in place. Uh, and then Kurt, who is also uh, a partner with us, is a union carpenter. And so that certainly came in handy as well. But yeah, we made everything down to the baseboard trim. And uh, I know when I was there, the upstairs and the downstairs kind of have their own different feels. Um, you know, a little more industrial downstairs, a little more... Uh, cozy and casual upstairs um is was that kind of intentional or is it just because of the time it took to to finish everything i guess nope that was totally intentional so downstairs we were going for a rustic industrial feel we wanted to have you know we were inspired by places that we had visited in other parts of the country uh, i used to live in portland oregon for instance went to a lot of great breweries and bars out there um and when we wanted that when somebody walks into Buzzbomb, they feel like they're not in downtown Springfield anymore, that they're, they might be in Chicago or Denver or St. Louis. And that was the atmosphere we were going for with a rustic industrial theme. You know, we're, we're also known for our pipe lights on the wall, which we made those as well. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit of a joke that, you know, a lot of breweries do that rustic industrial model. So you've got, you know, metal and wood and, you know, corrugated tin and things like that. So we, we leaned into that a bit and, and uh, in the men's restroom, we put some, some tin along the wall just so we could check that and be like, there it is, we've got it. Uh, and that, that was just a little bit of an end joke. Uh, well, I shouldn't call it the men's restroom. Our, our bathrooms are all gender neutral. Um, you know, we, we want to be accepting of everyone. And, and basically what we tell people when they ask is we say, hey, they're all for you. Just don't leave a mess for the next person. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and um, there's always uh, some kind of story behind the name of a place. Could um, you let me know? I, I know a little bit about it, but uh, go ahead and share it with the rest of us if you could. I, I will, but I realized I didn't answer your question on the second floor. Can I jump back? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, please, please. So the second floor, you know, we did the first floor rustic industrial, but the second floor, we really wanted to do a more mid-century modern feel. And that was just uh, kind of a group decision between the partners. Um, it's, I, I think it's amazing that the second floor turned out so cohesive and well, because we did plan it together. We didn't have a designer or anyone come in. We just came out with ideas. I wanted to put a library in, for instance, um, Bill's wife, Anne, uh, really wanted a wallpaper feature. I did as well. And we, we took all these ideas and we came up with this mid-century modern design the wallpaper we picked, we actually couldn't get the wallpaper because the pattern was too small. It was repeated too much. It was too busy. So my brother-in-law painted it on the wall. Uh, and it's actually the wallpaper from I Dream of Genie, but just scaled up. So our, <laughs> our second floor, yeah. Uh, and then we, we had him do some subtle things too. For instance, he there was some there's some gold circles in it that weren't in the original design. It's primarily like these rectangular shapes of different colors and some stars. Um, but we had him add the circles because what that wallpaper does or the, the mural that simulates the wallpaper is it actually ties together all the architectural elements of the second floor in a subtle way. So we have these starburst lights above the staircase and we have tables which are squares and rectangles. And then the front of that concrete bar I mentioned is 
tiled in a in a <clears throat> circular tile pattern. So all the shapes in that mural um, bring together all the different shapes on the second floor. So it's it's very subtle. I doubt anybody other than us even ever notices it, but it's really cool to me. No, I think you can feel it when you're up there. It just feels like I said, it feels cozy and feels uh, uh, whole. Feels like a good place. Yeah. So uh, to go back to the other question um, about the the name of the, the brewery here and where that all come from. Yep. So generally, when people ask about the name of Buzzbomb, I ask them if they want the truth or the lie. And they usually <laughs> want both. So um, I'm going to I'm going to give you both. And I'll tell you that that the lie is actually true, too. It's just not the true reason. That's why it's a lie. So we'll start with the lie. Um, Bill and I, as I mentioned, we're both home brewers. And we actually started with mead before we started brewing beer. Mead's a honey wine. Um, and our mead was, was not good. Um, I, don't, I don't know what, uh, what your requirements are for, for language on here. Uh, but maybe, <laughs> you can, maybe you can clip this out if, if you've got some. But the first two meads we made, we named them um, the bed and piss the shower because that's how bad they were. <laughs> or vice versa. So we decided to move on to beer, but we had spent a lot of time learning about honey. Uh, and so we kept that knowledge and we use honey in a lot of our beers. And to this day, we use honey in a lot of our beers. So honeys come from bees, buzz is, you know, bees. And then you've got the jokes about getting buzzed, getting bombed. So buzz bomb makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep. So all that's true, but that's the lie because that's not the real reason. The real reason is that we're actually a bunch of old punk rock fans and we love the band, the dead Kennedys, and they have a song called buzz bomb or buzz bomb from Pasadena. And that, and that inspired the name of the brewery. Nice. People sometimes ask if, if we named it after the world war II munitions and we're like, no, no, it's, it's more about punk. <laughs> um, before we get into some of your, your music and your music influence stuff, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the beer that you guys brew there? So uh, we, we got a, quite a few questions about this. We try to brew just good beer in general. We don't have a specific genre that we're known for. Like we're not a, a brewery that specializes in sours or we're not a brewer that's brewery that specializes in dessert stouts or things like that. Um, I don't feel like Springfield is a, a big enough market to, to have that specific of a brewery. And in addition, we didn't really want to limit ourselves. We want to be able to brew whatever we want. So we just try to brew good beer. Um, I mean, obviously, sales will dictate that to an extent. You know, if we, if we brew something and everybody goes crazy for it, you, we're going to make that again. But we like to have um, a variety of beers. We generally have at least one IPA, but I'll say that we tend to have less IPAs than many breweries, not because we don't love them, but because we like to have that variety. You know, we're going to have one or two that are really good, but we're also going to have um, our Bar Fight Brown or our Orange Whip or our Curse of the Golden Banana. And those are you know, an American honey brown and orange vanilla cream ale and, and our Hefeweizen, uh, for instance. So we, we want the, to have those available. We usually try to have a, uh, what we'd like to call a beer flavored beer as well. You know, we get people that, that come in and they're like, can I get a, a, a Coors or can I get a Pabst or something? And obviously we don't, we don't sell those. So we're going to try to find something that person would like. And we're like, Hey, let me introduce you to our beer flavored beer. And that's going to tend to be a lager or a Hellas or something like that. Um, or if they're feeling more adventurous, we might try them with, with some of the cream ales. Uh, but we we can almost always, it's been very rare that we haven't had a beer that somebody was like, okay, I like that. Yeah, as I call those transition beers. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, 
Yeah, just a quick answer then. We try to make just good beer and have solid, solid representation of styles. Um, and you guys have to go options. We do. So um, we, we are a class one brewery in Illinois, which means that we're a manufacturer and distributor. So we have a, a tap room where we sell directly, which is where I'm at right now. But we also sell kegs to other other bars and we sell package, typically um, four packs of 16 ounce cans to stores and, and other bars in various places. And in the tap room, we usually have four packs uh, of it, it. It varies what's currently available, but there's usually four packs of something. Um, occasionally we do bottle releases. Those are usually in the winter and those are tend to be only available in the tap room. Um, kind of started talking about music a little bit. Uh, and I noticed you guys have a lot of musicians coming in. Um, I, I'm assuming that's intentional with your love of music and punk. It sounded like, but, um, yeah. oh, oh, so we do, um, you know, I mentioned before that, that we were really interested in, in helping being a part of revitalizing our downtown. And one of the goals for doing that is establishing this arts and entertainment district downtown. So we thought that we could be a part, in fact, the cornerstone of that. So we'll offer people, the, the key things we offer is, you know, great service, great atmosphere, great beer. And then on top of that, we're like, okay, well, we could offer entertainment as well. And so we started, we started slowly with a few shows and then expanded into having an open mic night. Then we added a trivia night and we've done you know, some a little more out of the box things. Uh, we brought bingo back to downtown and live stand up comedy. But the the most common thing that you'll find here is live music. And so most weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, um, I mean, in the winter, there tends to be less just because, you know, it's winter and there are less people are out. But most Fridays and Saturdays, we've got live music going on. Um, and, and we try to have a like I said, a variety of that as well. Some of some of our choices are dictated by the space that we have we tend not to book like full scale, large bands because we just, you know, if you've got a band with five people and all of the sound equipment that goes with them and the drum kit, uh, we don't necessarily have the space to put all that. Um, but we, we do, we have everything from, you know, jazz to blues, Americana, occasionally the occasional punk show, rockabilly, you know, the, those uh, we lean a lot more on those cause they, it works with the space. And then it, it also just works with the atmosphere. We have a very diverse crowd here. So um, I think we've introduced a lot of young people to jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also noticed when I was in there and even online, you guys do some board game nights. Is that pretty common? We do. Yep. We've got um, a month. First Thursday of the month is board game night. Um, and then it's the middle Sunday for, you know, if you're not a go out on the week night kind of person, we try to have that option in there. And so that's a fun one. And it, it actually ties back into what I said about wanting to be a part of downtown. When we came down here, we reached out to other businesses to look to see who we could partner with. Who, who can we work with? What can we do together? You know, the rising tide lifts all boats. So the more people we can work with, the better that we'll all do. Um, and we did that with breweries as well. We wanted to create a brew community. But for board game night in specific, we reached out to the local library and said, hey, you know, we know you guys do things like this. And we've seen in other cities uh, that these kind of pairings. So Lincoln Library comes in and, and hosts the board game night. So we, we have our own games here in the library, but they also bring in games of theirs and people can come down, people can bring their own too. 
but um, <clears throat> you can come down and play a favorite or um, they'll host, you know, little learnings of like, let's learn how to play Settlers of Catan or, or whatever it might be. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys don't have a kitchen in there, but you, do you have food trucks come by every so often or is there any way to eat while we're in the brewery? Uh, yes and yes. Um, so when people ask if we have food, I tell them that we have the very best food in Springfield because it's whatever you want to bring, um, which that's my little joke. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> insert laugh track. Yeah, uh, I get but we, we do actually have food sometimes. So for instance, um, we have a once a month jazz night. I mentioned jazz earlier, but it's called Jambalaya Jazz with Frank Parker. Uh, he's a local jazz legend and it's his you know, his, his event. And so we thought, well, wouldn't it be great to have real jambalaya? So we teamed up with another downtown business, Bialzabuns, um, which is known as a satanic bakery. But uh, Bonnie, who runs it, is is a, a great all-around chef. So she cooks jambalaya and comes down and, and sells that for jambalaya nights. And for some of our larger events, we do sometimes get food trucks come in or um, we off and on, we have uh, local chefs or people that want to do food pop-ups. So we'll let them come in and do a, a pop-up food night. So you pretty much, uh, you know, pay attention to the events and the Facebook posts and there very well may be some tasty food. Um, so part of the purpose of uh, this podcast is, you know, it's about beer, obviously, but also about traveling. Uh, and a lot of people come into Springfield for all the Lincoln stuff, obviously. Um, yep. Mentioned Lincoln a few times now. Um, so what Lincoln stuff is pretty close to the brewery. Someone get hit up as well as hitting you guys up. So uh, that's a great thing about being downtown. We are um, not even a block away from the old state Capitol Plaza. So uh, Lincoln's law office is on the old state Capitol Plaza. The Lincoln Museum is, I'd have to count the blocks, but maybe half dozen blocks away. Definitely walking distance from us. Uh, Lincoln's home, same in the other direction. So you could easily come downtown and hit a tour of Lincoln sites and stop into Buzz Bomb for a cold refreshment. Um, another nifty thing is this is true for another year or two. Uh, the 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 train station is on Third Street, so we're on Fourth. So we're we can see the train station from our place. So if you say come down from Bloomington or Chicago or you come up from somewhere on Amtrak, um, we're not even a block away. If you've got uh, some time here, or if this is your destination, just pop over to Buzzbomb and get a beer. Um, that Third Street rail is moving to 10th Street eventually, but they're planning on creating a, an Adam Street corridor that leads people downtown. So we'll still be within a half dozen blocks of the eventual new railway mecca. Uh, so I, I got a little bit off the Lincoln sites, but basically, uh, long story short, they're, they're all right here. We're in the heart of downtown. Well, and other than Lincoln, what else would you recommend someone do while they're downtown there? So the, the Lincoln Presidential Museum is actually really cool. I definitely recommend visiting that. The old state Capitol Plaza is pretty cool. Um, there, you know, there are a few historic things there. The Hoagland Center for the Arts is downtown as well. So there's some good plays and shows there. Um, of course, I recommend you you visit our other breweries, uh, Anvil and Forge and Obed and Isaacs, which are, are also downtown. We've for a long time, we've kicked around the idea of, of starting the Beer Muta Triangle, which would be a, a walking tour amongst three breweries. Um, but I, we're trying to work more closely with the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau as well. So um, they'll probably be mad that I don't have a, a talking point list of, of all the, <laughs> the historic highlights. <laughs> yeah, I know when we, uh, when my family came through, we were 
walking from all the Lincoln stuff and we walked over to you guys and went to another place for lunch and it was all, it was a little bit of a walk, but it was all worth it. Yep. Well, and on, on our block too. Uh, so we're on Adams, but we, uh, of course, partner with the businesses on our block because they're our neighbors. Uh, and we collectively call ourselves <clears throat> hashtag Adams family on social media. So people like Cafe Moxo and the Elf Shelf book, uh, books and music store, we, we do, uh, Elf Shelf, for instance, uh, sponsors those jazz nights. Um, we do boozy brunches sometimes on Sundays, Saturdays or Sundays, uh, and Cafe Moxo will do breakfast food and, and we have some caterers come in with cocktails and we do beer. Um, so we do a lot of Adams Family stuff. We, we also have a, a couple clothing stores, Reverie Apparel and Itty Bitty Fashion Trunk. And of course, our direct neighbor is the Kids M uh, of health and science, which is a children's museum. So there's a, you, you could even come just to our block. Um, oh, and, and sorry, Phoenix center out on Adams is here too. I don't want to leave anybody out, but you could just come to the, the Adams family block and, you know, and, and hit quite a few fun things. So that was most of the, uh, brewery specific questions I got, but I got a couple more, um, kind of getting to know you guys sure. questions, a um, little off the wall things, but, um, so, we all know Lincoln was a beer drinker. Um, what type of beer do you think he would actually drink nowadays? Hmm. I don't know. I just, uh, the first thing that popped into my head is, is dark beers, but not necessarily a stout. I'm seeing him as a porter or a brown kind of guy. <laughs> Something to keep him a little more warm. Yep, yep. <laughs> and once we've talked about, you guys love music. So what would be a fantasy band that you could have played the brewery? Okay, me personally, um, there's a band called Manor Asterman. They're a space surf band and I absolutely love them. And they, they're doing some limited touring again. And I, I tried a couple times to get a hold of them and say, please come play at the brewery. But apparently I haven't done it right. Cause they haven't answered me, but that's, that's a big dream for me. Um, so no dead Kennedys. Well, I mean, I, I guess I temper Yes, that obviously obviously would be great i kind of tempered the answer to that question with bands that we could realistically get here um, sure. <laughs> uh yeah i mean dead kennedys would be pretty awesome if i if i'm completely in fantasy land i would love to have um first let me build a rooftop bar on top of the brewery and then have the dead kennedys up there uh crank up the speakers and play uh buzz bomb that would be amazing yeah yeah uh, it might not be, so let's say, of the beers you guys made. It might not be your favorite beer, but what is the favorite name of a beer that you guys come up with? Ooh. Okay, so we've got a you lot some of good, good you some, ones. <laughs> I can say you had some good ones at the mead there, so it might be hard to choose. Yep. Um, I feel like this answer is partially colored by beers that I personally like, but I really enjoy the name Poor Decisions Pilsner. So, <laughs> we used to uh, <clears throat> We used to joke. It was, it was an inside joke amongst our, our friend group that, you know, if we were partying or something, especially on a night before we had something to do the next day, we would say we're having a poor decision symposium because then, you know, the next day we're hungover and, and it's going to make our, our lives more difficult. So poor decisions Pilsner was named in honor of that. Uh, but that's that's one of my favorites. And then uh, probably the last question I got is we've talked about the board game night. So what's your favorite board game or tabletop game? This might sound boring, but um, I am a big chess fan. Uh, and I started, my dad taught me when I was very young 
And so I just really love playing chess. So that's one of my personal favorites. Um, aside from that, I also really enjoy Magic the Gathering, which we've started adding in some Magic the Gathering uh, card games to the board game night. Um, but I'm a trivia nerd too. So any sort of trivia type games, I'll enjoy a lot. Um, so uh, I guess before we're done here, is there anything else you want to let people know about your brewery to try to get them come in or is anything interesting that I might not have hit on? Well, we make really good beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big part, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so I, I am, I am pretty proud of that. Uh, and like I said, Bill's our, our head brewer, so I don't get to claim, um, much credit for our current beers you know when when i get a chance to make one i'll totally claim credit for it but he does a really great job um and i will i will definitely stand behind the quality of our beer both locally and nationally uh so i would say that in itself is is worth coming in for aside from that we have just a really great atmosphere um you're going to find it's not a young people bar it's not an old people bar it's an all people place and, you know, the the atmosphere here is always welcoming. Uh, it's fun. It's relaxing. Um, we knock on wood before I say this. Don't don't generally have trouble. You know, you're, you're not going to see a, a bar fight break out. You're just going to see uh, a good time, maybe some good music, definitely some good beer. And that's why you ought to come. All right. Well, uh, thank you for spending some time with me and letting us know a little bit more about Buzz Bomb and uh, about the experience in Springfield. Oh, I did think of one other thing. Um, oh, yeah. The parking lot next to our building is uh, available to park in after five on weekdays and all day on weekends. Uh, parking is actually free downtown currently. You don't have to feed the meters, but a lot of people don't realize they can just park in the parking lot next to our building. I mean, if you show up at three, mm, not quite yet, but as long as you're there after five, park in the parking lot. Sounds great. Yeah, that's good information. All right. Again, well, um, thanks for talking with me. Sweet. All right. Have a good night, man. The Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can go to search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your trip. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. And if you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts, as well as links to Brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us. Until next time.